Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Did I, did I just hear Nikki Whaley say that Pritzker wants to put parks in to make people healthy and happy? Didn't he snap a femur by standing, this fat bastard? He's going to tell people how to be healthy and happy? It's a guy who needs three foreigners with those janitor brushes to take a shower. Is that what makes you happy there, fatso? It's preposterous, this Chicago scumbag. How did we do on the under-over, squirrel? 40. I said 40. Hey, Jackass has it at 39. Do you understand what that's like in gambling? You better call me Lofty Rosenthal for the entire show. I almost hit the number. You can't do a half a point, unfortunately, with people. However, that would have been a very good hedge. 39, 39 shot, and uh, Pritzker is going to tell us that what makes, what you know what Illinois needs? Uh, parks. And it's going to cost you hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions. Not because they're going to make you healthy or happy, but because our phony baloney Guido uh, construction companies need a bribe. And we need the fake employment numbers. And then 30% goes back to that fat bastard so he continue to eat sandwiches and keep that waistline up. That's exactly what it's like to live in a Democrat sewer. And as you look at it nationally, when you see what is supposed to be Sunday shows, not only is it occupied by Democrat apparatchiks, George Stephanopoulos, who actually was... The intern, he held the door for Monica as she snuck in the Oval Office late at night. And then Chuck Todd, who he also worked for a Democrat senator, and his wife is an apparatchik of the Mafia Party. So they're going to give you what is supposed to be a news show? And they bring on these idiots like Gina Ramonda, Ramondi. She was a governor in Rhode Island. All of a sudden, she's an economist. But it does explain how she could spew this with a somewhat straight face, although I don't think she has too many emotions or ability to move it you know it's it's tough for people that's why it's the president's number one priority it's our number one priority uh to, to get a handle on these prices and we you know i was just in a I, I had to go by my um my father's house in a different part of florida where the average median income is considerably less than where i live these are people who are struggling these are what used to be considered middle and lower middle class people and to see the sheer depression in these areas. I'm sure they love to be talked down to by imbeciles who never paid for anything in their life, like Gina or this political whore pretending to be president on his bicycle in his seaside estate. The idea that this is even tolerable and that we're pretending that this is even a success because this is how they're spinning it on the Sunday shows. Oh, it isn't. It is an economic failure. Things are great. You're just looking at it wrong. 
And it, it really goes to how a 400-pound slob of a human being can talk to a society about healthy and happy. I mean, it's really two different worlds. It's, it, it, it's bizarro world. And the idea that Democrats are so far behind they think they're in the lead shows you that they're not interested in changing course. They're going to double down on corruption. They're going to double down on stupid. And they're going to double down on the lies. Let's talk first about the possibility of a recession. Can we afford, avoid a recession if interest rates keep climbing? Now, the thing about the, the recession, they've moved the post on the technical terms. They keep trying to skew the data. We are at a point where you cannot skew it anymore. Anybody that knows we're in a recession is just a normal person trying to swim through the quagmire, through the quicksand of the Joe Biden economy, that in a year and eight months, the economy has been thrown on its ear. I mean, it's like Kamala Harris at a fundraiser. Good morning, George. Good to be with you. Uh, I think we can. So let me- Oh, do you think so, Gina? Well, after all, you were what? The governor of Rhode Island? You kind of look like a transgendering Woody from Toy Story? You must have all the answers. Let me say this. The economy in the past year, year and a half has been growing at unprecedentedly high rates, you know. (laughs) It's growing. Can't you feel it? Don't you feel that it's growing? What's growing? You moron. Your debt is growing. People's debt. It's never been higher. Consumer credit and corporate credit have never, ever been higher. In fact, they're at levels that no one thought could even exist and the only way they did exist is because the government has been bribing banks to keep extending credit and you fell in the bear trap and just now they're going to crank up the costs so i'm wondering does society need gino romandi who doesn't know dung from shinola to tell you if it's in a recession or or when you go to the gas station and you see the depression and you see the people ca- cashing with change to buy gas. Is that a tip-off? Or how about food? You want to talk about food? What? You, where is it good? It's growing. Five, six percent. I don't think that we should expect that, right? I think it's normal to think that as we continue to come out of the pandemic. You know what's normal to think? Literally, when they're talking to you, it's a lie. They don't know how to tell the truth. They're pathological. By being Democrats, you know that they're all liars. But this is pathological. This is with a straight face. She is addressing none of the realities in your life, in, in, in America's life. None. We will transition to a more, to a robust growth, but a more steady growth. So I do think at some point, you know, we will see uh, a less rapid growth in the economy. But I don't see any reason to think that we will have uh, a serious recession. Now, do you think this is just Democrats? Oh, because it's not. It's about 60% of the Republicans. 60% of the Republicans, because they like this money laundering scheme. And what they're trying to do is get society to accept this kind of failure, because you will get used to it. You will, and you have already. That's why you're hoping that if gas just goes below $5, it'll be a saving in Illinois, not realizing other states are in the low fours already. So they know you will get acclimated to the failure. That's why people stay in their sewers. And before you know it, the Republicans there 
they start sounding an awful lot like Democrats. What you're seeing for sure by comments like that and anybody else is uh, they went from uh, initially saying that this committee was nothing but, you know, a sideshow, something that nobody was interested in to all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, I, I want to testify publicly in front of it. We saw that. the for- That's exactly what people are saying about Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney's committee. It's exactly what they're saying, isn't it? Well, that's not true at all. It doesn't appear to be breaking through Republicans. There's a lot of recent polling showing that the number of Republicans over the last year who view this as a legitimate protest on January 6th and not an insurrection has has actually dramatically risen. How do you explain that? See, it's an uncoupling of reality and politics. Because only in politics could somebody like this not immediately be seized out of office. Only in politics can somebody lose hundreds of millions of dollars by bribing Guido Sarducci constructors to pretend to put up a park and they get a kickback and it's, ah, it's great. You're healthier and you're happy. This is how you get used to the mafia. This is how you get used to waste, fraud, and abuse. And Adam Kinzinger, you think he's got problems? Oh, no, no. He's going to go on to be a lobbyist and uh, he'll be celebrating like those Ukrainian lobbyists. Well, look, I think on the margins, yes, it is it is puncturing through. And I think what's most important is, again, what does history say in five or ten years? Because I can guarantee, well, I can get about as close as I can to guaranteeing that in about ten years, there's not going to have been a single Trump supporter that exists anywhere in the country. It's like Nixon. There were a lot of people that supported Nixon until he was out of office, and then everybody was like... You know what's funny about this? My knee-jerk reaction was, in five or ten years, people will be referring to toilet paper as Kinzinger. But the reality is, Kinzinger was Illinois' Tea Party candidate. This is what it looks like 12 years after the big rise of the Tea Party. And they were going to save us from government. Instead, he became a government hitman. Instead, he's talking to you as if what happened on January 6th was an actual insurrection versus... What a real insurrection would look like are the violence in these Democrat sewer cities. That's where the insurrection is, stupid. But Adam doesn't want to change that. He just wants to profit from it. And he wants you to know where your place is. Oh, nobody supported Nixon. I I figure that that's going to happen. But the other thing is this. We live in a media environment where you get your media from whoever kind of reinforces whatever you already believe. And there is a profit motive on some of these media outlets. You mean like your pack or like your lobbyist career? And do you realize, I mean, I know you're from Illinois and you're a Republican, so you are by nature corrupt and stupid. You realize you're talking to George Stephanopoulos who was Monica Lewinsky's makeup artist. You do know that, right? This is unbelievable, and it shows you exactly what happens in Washington, D.C., how these people can come on and give you this pathological fraud. It is a detachment from America. It is where corruption not only breeds and lives, where it's rewarded. And the idea that Illinoisans, who are drowning, drowning in Democrat failure, Sit there and nod like seals when a 400-pound hippo gets up there and tells you all he needs to do is spend money to his campaign contributors for you to be healthier and happier. That means you're dumb enough to be an Illinois Democrat. Are you? 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. 
circa 91. Oh. God, why does it sound? Doesn't it sound like one of those old ones from early 90s? Uh, let's go to Phil in Gray's Lake. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hello. You're there. Hey, Sean, just curious, your take. What happens to guys like Joe Walsh and Adam Kinzinger, who purport to be great big Tea Party members, going to save us all from ourselves and whatnot, save us from the, you know, the corrupt Democrats, and they turn 180 and become rabid anti-Trumpers, anti-conservatives? What happens to guys like these? It's the, it's I mean, the you tell, have a relationship with it's the, Yeah, I did. It, it's, the tell ahead, of a, it's the tell of a, of a, of a person of, of a scam character. They don't have a principle. They're only working an angle for self-enrichment. And look at how enriched they were. Adam Kinzinger never had a job in his miserable life. Never earned a dollar. I guarantee you if you did a forensic audit of Adam Kinzinger, he's worth well over $5 million. I think if you just Google what he's did worth, Walsh it shows him at $3 million. Joe Walsh would hit his mother in the face with a shovel if she was standing on a nickel. He was always a two-bit well, Irish he, gypsy con man. He lived, I, he lived within a mile and a half from me one time. Seemed to be a relatively normal guy, very conservative, <laughs> big 4th of July party. Come on over, guys. Let's hang out. Yeah. And then I heard him on the radio one day prior to you being there. And such a rabid anti-Trump. Like, what the hell? This guy fell on his head or something. I don't uh, know what happened. Well, it, it was all an angle. Right. Because if you have a principle, listen, I argue. Do you want to know what's funny? I still argue against very specific Trump policies. Ironically, the ones that the Joe Biden administration refuses to get rid of. So I still argue against tariffs yeah. on anyone oh, but, oh, but China. So I'll argue against I all argue Trump's Trump. policies. I thought that Roger Stone and Paul Manafort were two of the biggest scumbags and are on the planet. They're the ones yes. who brought us into this foreign lobby policy that has destroyed our, 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 not only our debt, but the principles of our military. That is strictly their fault. I'll argue against all of those guys. But what Trump did good is way outweighs the bad. And after all, isn't that, the, isn't that the game? What's best for us in the long run and best for our future was I, Donald Trump. I agree 100%. Uh, yeah, yep, so that's I how I feel about it. So, but they can't do that because well, they don't you. have a principle like you and I just talked about. They no, don't have no. them. Well, thank you very They're much. looking for a scam. They're looking for an angle. And you know the saddest part is? They're, they both did very well by a corrupted political system. And Adam Kinzinger will oh, go yeah. on to when Joe Walsh will be drying your car off at the car wash zone. Thank you very much. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Thank hey, you. Sean, I'll tell you what. I heard on, uh, they were talking about on radio today, this female uh, uh, army sergeant, uh, yeah. I forget what that name is, but she gets on there. She's talking about, oh, she doesn't know if she can basically uh, – you know, uh, protect our constitution or fight for our constitution or, or doesn't even know if she wants to put on the, the, the uniform anymore, all because of Roe v. Wade. Decision. She doesn't like the decision, so that, that takes and gives her the thought, well, and I'm, I don't have to. Good. Give it, her it, credit, not- though, Craig. Give her credit. That's the best thing they could do, rather than not believe a word in the principles of the Enlightenment or the founding of the country and then get all the way elected to president. See, at least she identifies herself as, I don't like this system. I want to be able to do things with, with the authority of government because I'm as corrupt as they are. I want to kill my baby. I don't want to be charged with it. So at least she's saying, I don't believe in the principles anymore. Good. Now go about your merry way. Unfortunately, we've got about 486 people that undermine the very principles they swore to uphold, and that's why we're in this pickle. And, most, and not, not all of them, but a lot of them are Republicans, Craig. So always be thankful. When a demagogue, when a collectivist, when a, when, a, when a Marxist ideologue identifies themselves and says, I don't like the principle where every living being gets its rights. At least she was honest. Well, yet, 
Right? Yeah, you know what I think they're going to do, though? I think they're going to replace all these uh, people they're throwing out for not getting um, uh, vaxxers. I mean, replace them with these activists like her. Fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let, let's see. You know what? Maybe they should see how, how a corrupt system really uses its people. Because these are, these are spoiled brat kids that grew up in the suburbs. Once they see what it's like to live in the utopias, also known as ghettos, that the Democrats reside over, they're going to get what they deserve. Thank you very much. There's always a silver lining. Mark and Tinley Park. Hi, uh, Sean. Apparently Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger don't, can't figure out that the reason they're there is because in case this January 6th committee would a boomerang on them completely, they need two sacrificial lambs, and that's what they're there for, to be the sacrificial lambs. I think they're already useful idiots. I don't think they need to be sacrificial lambs. All they need to do is, de- is denounce you. All they need to right. do is denounce everybody that voted for Donald Trump. Because what you have here are two, two people who welcomed the corruption Joe Biden represented. They just wanted in on it. And Liz Cheney. Would you know her name if her father wasn't one of the, the architects, the schematic designer of political corruption? She's, a, she's the daughter of a war criminal who made a tremendous amount of money to, used to in a corrupt system. Richard Cheney. What's that? I can't, I can't believe I, I used to respect him, but my God. Of course, we all felt, because yeah. we, we were inundated with propaganda. And when you look True. at these people, when you see that they are direct profiteers from military spending, regardless that they use our soldiers as fodder because they don't give a rip about them, it means nothing. The thousands of Americans that were killed, let alone not, how many innocent people were killed? How many innocent? We know over 500,000 Iraqi kids were killed. And when asked about it, Madeleine Albright says it's worth the risk. That is the most astonishing cut. I've got a lot of good cuts. That is by far yeah, the most kind astonishing. Kind of like we all fell for the Patriot Act, too. Exactly. And now it's being yeah. used against you. Mm-hmm. I just had to download Skype for a, for, a, for a thing tomorrow. You have to see what you have to sign away. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. all because of George W. Bush. Believe me. And that's why we're in this pickle, Mark. Thank you very much. But in case you don't know what I'm talking about, 500,000 Iraqi kids. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. Bipartisan. Republican, Democrat, doesn't matter. You've never been able to see just the merger of political corruption than right now today. They all have the same bank, and they all have the same pigeon paying it off. The working man, you. Now, all they got to do is go on their little kabuki theater called news shows and make you feel good and lie right to your face. And how many Democrats right now are deciding how to tell their kid that they don't know what they're going to eat. It's whatever they could make out of what's in the refrigerator because they can't afford to go to the shopping. Just ask Gina Ramon. So let me ask a simple question this way. What do you attribute to the the fact that three-quarters of the country feel like the country's headed in the wrong direction? How much of it is economic in your view? I think quite a bit of it is economic, and specifically, I think it's inflation. So, you know, look, obviously, it, it, it's, it's frustrating. You know, if you were to ask me 
What do I think of the economy? I'd say we have a very strong economy. It's frustrating, but everything's great. Don't worry, you're just collateral damage. Just like one of those Iraqi kids. Or just like one of the American soldiers they don't give a rip about. How's it going in Iraq? Anybody want to know what's going on? Did Joe Biden's brother build the houses that he got the $1.5 billion for never being a contractor? What exactly happened there? Uh Uh-oh, I don't know. That's exactly the answers you're going to have when it comes to this Ukraine, Ukraine propaganda money laundering scheme. Nobody gave a rip about Ukraine when the government was killing the Ukrainians. Now they got 60 billion reasons why to wave the propaganda flag in your face and call it a news program. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Thank you. I don't think you guys understand how close I was to not making a show. I got stuck in traffic. That's a terrible feeling. But I made it. Was meant to be Mike in Cherville. I wanted to tell you that you're talking about these individuals making a pop face like Adam Kissinger. I believe there's an invisible hand making these people turn. It's too ubiquitous. Can you imagine people surrounding Ruth Bader Ginsburg's house and and harassing her? No, that doesn't happen. But I like I like what you're I like the the perspective you have because what it's taking into account is how long. This has been afoot. And there's something that I'm going to use your call as a segue for. Thank you, Mike. You know how much I appreciate you listening and calling. And there's this notion that um, it's a conspiracy theory to think that there are these benefits, benefactors from collectivism. That what we lived through the last two years had very little to do with what we were being told but more importantly, how to overthrow the principles of the Enlightenment, the principles of freedom and liberty. And we, by, by us, I mean Americans, were the last piece in the oligarch-controlled societies. You know who Klaus Schwab? I've had him on before. What I like about him is that I like my villains to have a very German accent. The fourth industrial revolution will impact our lives completely. It will not only change how we communicate, how we produce, how we consume. It will change actually us, our own identity. Five years ago, this is Klaus Schwab, leader of the World Economic Forum, also known as Dr. Evil. I think we should just call it Spectre. Of course, gives life uh, to such... uh, policies and uh, developments like uh, smart traffic, smart government, smart cities. What you will see is that uh, everything will be integrated into a ecosystem driven by big data and uh, driven uh, particularly by close corporation also. Driven by a dictator and close corporations. He's telling you exactly. Stop. You know, I have a soft spot for German porn. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Und. Um, but what he's telling you is exactly what we are now pushed into. This is the new norm. And this is only from three weeks ago. Nobody will be safe if not everybody is vaccinated. Young people, you are championing an open Internet and a two trillion digital access plan to bring the world online. 
Jawohl. and prevent internet shutdown. And you are presenting new ways to minimize the spread of misinformation and you want to combat dangerous extremist views in the internet. For us to simply go back to some kind of normal. But to be honest, normal was the problem. And today we have a very rare and narrow opportunity for us to build back better and leave that old norm behind. Let me- you think it's a coincidence that this dimwit in diapers named his bankruptcy plan Build Back Better? You think this is a coincidence? Look at how your life has changed and who is in control of it. You know, I wanted to talk about the story with Twitter. That's a much bigger story than what you're being told. So CNBC comes out and says Elon Musk may go to jail now because he hedged his buy with short positions as the stock's imploding. Because they must pivot from what Elon Musk's contract exposed. These internet companies that are working hand-in-glove with collectivist governments to censor true information, to expose the truth about our gangster government, are lies. They are not profitable. They are subsidized by you. They are built of fraud. They are a money laundering scheme. In the same way your $60 billion was to the Ukrainian oligarch government that lost the war a month and a half ago. It's a scheme. And it's time to be exposed. And it's time to be called back. Other than that, unless you want to walk around in one of those Star Trek jumpsuits, listening to guys like Schwab tell you what day it is, uh, that ain't for me. Bill in Bloomingdale. Or is it Don, Sean? All right, we'll go with Don. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. You know, I'm, I love these people that are telling me how I'm going to live my life. But uh, last week in a press conference, I believe it was Joe, might have been one of no, it was Joe. Uh, they were talking. People were asking him, you know, about the economy and everything, and he just paused and said, "We're at war." Yeah. And I, I thought to myself, "All right, where's the follow-up question? It should be coming." And no one asked, "Who are we at war with, Sean?" No, no, no. This is yeah, right. This is a proxy war that he has to admit, but it's not a war that has to do with the sales pitch. And more and more people are getting wise to it the people are kind of waking up and seeing exactly why you would give the oligarch-run government that was involved in a civil war by killing its own people up until this invasion, why would you give them $60 billion? That's starting to make some, some people question. Because you're not giving them $60 billion. You're giving the Democrat mafia money. They're not getting half of it. It's I, just like when Pritzker talks about the parks. 30% of the money goes back to these slobs. 30% yep. is the skim, and the numbers yep. are immense. Did you ever think you'd hear of the Ukrainian lobbyists tripling, quadrupling? Why? How? How are they doing it? They're broke, right? What's the Ukrainian citizens' quality of life? I mean the ones they weren't killing. What was the Ukrainian citizens' quality of life? What was the average income? Do you know what we did to oh, them? Please. We terrible. bought them like a $2 whore on Mannheim Road, and now we you'll do whatever them. we say. Absolutely. We pilferaged that country. Oh, please, it's what, the 15th time we've done it? Just talk to somebody yeah. from one of the South America. At least they're not messing around in South America anymore. It's a joke. Bill on the South Side. Yeah, Sharon, I got a, a question. You know, I remember, uh, if I remember right, Trump put Pence in charge of the COVID thing with Fauci. And, uh, you know, Fauci was supposed to work directly with, uh, uh, I mean, Pence worked directly with Fauci and all that. And, uh, 
you don't hear him being drilled on anything about what happened there, why he made the decisions uh, that he did. I still and, want to know uh, about the origins. We just had a, we just had a doctor come out, a, a, a prominent uh, professor in America, and said there's no question it came from a lab. We had all of the emails that were run through the the uh, uh, the front that Fauci has been invested in for 30 years. What right. happened to that? I still want to know because that was the weapon that pushed us into the Klaus Schwab prediction. That's what forever changed the way in which Americans would view liberty, freedom, or slavery. And that's why so many of them, all you had to do was scare them, and you get the cult of safety. It is a formula that has brought down nations since the dawn of man, and it's working here. Also, a thing about Pence and uh, uh, General Flynn. He was the one that was behind getting rid of Flynn. And going along with Pence the, uh, the Democrats get, on that, too. Pence thinks he's going to get people that support him. Pence is a moron. I never liked Pence. He sure In is. Fact, I didn't I'm going like to tell you either. something, Bill. This country wasn't founded on, on presidents picking vice presidents. The vice president is supposed to be the loser of the other party. Now, think about what that would look like today. Think about that. Right. So, okay, you stole the election. Who's the VP? Trump. How do you think that government would look? I would love it, and that's the way it should be. I'm sick and tired of these presidential fluffers. They make me sick to my stomach, although there are some that I understand how they got the job. I think that, to be very honest with you, I, I do believe that uh-huh. we should uh-huh. have rightly believed, but we certainly believe that certain issues are just settled. Uh-huh. Certain issues are just settled. Yeah. Clearly we're not. No, that's right, and that's why I do believe that we are living Sadly, in um, real unsettled times. Yeah, brilliant. Now take your clothes off and get on the table, tramp. We'll be back after this. Oh, God. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. (gasps) Think about that. This 80 year old buffoon declares war. Ukraine, the guy, the, an actor, does a speech, and next thing, 60 billion. What? We send 700 troops to Somalia. Uh, why? We, got, we occupy a third of Syria. Huh. What's going on with that? What exactly happened to all the weapons? And I hear it's, it's, condo prices are phenomenal in Afghanistan. W- what are you doing? What exactly are you doing? You're going to Saudi Arabia, who last I heard, the guy was not only killing his people, he killed a few of ours. I mean, the, the, the level of open stupidity and corruption is amazing. And it does explain, no, not, a, not one of these news programs. You know, um, we have more information that it's not only Ukraine, but it looks like China has given in excess of $31 million to Joe Biden and his son. Not to mention the dimwit brother. We're, we're, what are you doing? Uh, let's hear from Adam Krenlinger. To not say anything contradictory to what uh, Donald Trump is saying. He's, he's in essence a cult leader right now. He's a man that can stand up and say anything he wants. And these news organizations just reinforce it. And you're a congressman who spends the people's money and gets it back through corrupt lobbyists. You jobless brat, punk. Never did a damn thing in your life. I want a forensic audit of Adam Kinzinger. Yes, I do. Paul Marquette Park. Hey, Sean, you're a great American. You're, yeah. you're really saying a lot of things that I wish I could say myself. Thank you, brother. Um, you, know what I, you know what I don't like, Paul? Nobody says these. I mean, what we have here, 
is a government that has bankrupted our future. Forget about us. This is such an economic lie, they can't even tell it anymore with a straight face. You're bankrupting your great-grandkids that you haven't met yet. This is outrageous to me. And, and to have them come on and tell me it's justifiable and it's for the betterment and we're in a war, you're right, we're in a war. It's right here. It's with politicians bankrupting our great-grandkids. It's with politicians who in conscience, in good conscience, say, you shut up and stay in your house, whether you're a business owner or whatever you do. It's outrageous to me. Yeah, we're very close, you know, to taking over and and finally putting these bastards to shame. I mean, January 6th, it was not an insurrection. It was a legitimate... It was, it was, I mean, it was just Americans trying to take back their government. I think that, I think that Pence needs to be hanged because he is a, and we need to, we need to take all these Democrats who are ruining Chicago, turning it into a city, turn it into a sewer, and we need to ship them back to Africa where they all belong. Oh, no, 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 no. Did you dump them? All right, good, good, good. No, 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 no. I couldn't, I couldn't disagree with that more. Come on, man. What we need to do is recognize that the problem when you're calling insurrection of January 6th and you're not focusing on when you're from Illinois, you're not focusing on just Chicago where there's real death and mayhem and violence. But that's acceptable because it's among poor people. That's acceptable. The real insurrection wasn't January 6th. The insurrection was January 3rd. Joe and Palatine. Sean, I started listening to you blindly about two weeks ago. I want to tell you. From the bottom of my heart, I love you. I love what you say. If people do the research behind what's portrayed by you, they'll see you're a real guy. You got galleons bigger than King Kong. And that's what we need more of, Americans like you. I feel like I'm in Melrose Park or Taylor Street again with you. Joe, thank you very much. Keep up the good work. You've got a a lifetime listener with me. I just love you, dude. That means the world to me. Personality. You just got to promise me one thing. Will you mail me 10% of your energy, please? No, but I will mail you one of my shirts that you will wear proudly. Hang on, honey bunny. Let's give Joe a shirt. Uh, Susan, Chicago. Hello, Susan. Uh, yes, I'm calling about the um, the question of if we were at war. I say that we are. It's a bioweapon war. And it's the fake vaccine that's called a vaccine. It is not a vaccine at all. It's a bioweapon, and it's made to destroy one-third of the world. Well, I will say this. I'm shocked at the amount of people um, who are vaccinated that are getting the virus that pretty much, although it was was bad, it had 80% of the deaths of of COVID were people that were older than 65, 80%. The 82% were clinically obese. It was, thank God it was made in China, or uh, it, would, it would have really done some damage if it was made in Germany. They can't make anything that lasts. But the good news is, um, the good news is, Susan, that more and more people are starting to recognize that this is not something that happened organically or from nature. This is something that was created. And whether we decide what the nefarious nature is or not, I don't even think it has to be as nefarious as, as killing people. I think it did exactly what it was supposed to do. It imprisoned people. Well, it was created by design by Anthony Vauci, founded in a laboratory in Wuhan, China. He was working with China in order to create this deliberately. And these, um, the fake vaccine, what it does, it causes f- spike. 
proteins. No, I know. I, I believe me. I've done all the research. But don't forget, don't forget, I got a guest coming up on that. Exact same thing, Susan. Don't forget the other thing that's crucially important. Pfizer invests billion dollars to open up a research and development lab in Wuhan. Why doesn't anyone talk about that? 2009 was a different world. Why would they put that much money there? Why would they put an R&D lab in Wuhan? That's the question. These are the questions I want. That's what I'd like to see on a, on a Sunday show. But instead, what do we get on a Sunday show? We get a little Adam Punk Kinzinger. Never did a damn thing in his life. Former president, former President Trump, is very angry that Kevin McCarthy did exactly what he wanted, what Trump wanted him to do, which is pull off his Republican members of Congress. No, no, Adam, you can't lie like that. You worked hand in glove with Nancy, I can't feel my face, Pelosi, because you want in on the scam, kid. We'll be back after this. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I'll tell you, I love doing radio. I really do. It's got many wonderful aspects to it but one of them is you get to talk to very interesting people like my next guest served 18 years in the u.s house of representatives in the second district of michigan so for those of you that went to cps that means he won nine elections very impressive he's the uh he served as the chairman and ranking member of the house intelligence committee i want to talk to him about that he's currently the chairman of the center for security policy board of advisors um and under the Trump administration. He served as the U.S. ambassador to the Netherlands. His name is Pete Hoekstra. Pete, thank you so much for joining me. It's an honor to be with you, Sean. Thank you. In memory of you um, serving as the ambassador to the Netherlands, I just put on the female beach volleyball here in Studio Xanadu of the Netherlands in Germany, and it's not terrible. <laughs> no, it shouldn't be, no. So you have a new book out. The CCP is at war with America. This is something that I think people have underestimated or been unaware of or willfully ignorant for the last 40 years. There's always been an economic war that we've been fighting to a certain extent. It didn't have to be that way, but it was really kind of made that way by politicians that were willing to sell American interest to Chinese donors. And and, and I think so many people are unaware of this, and it's been going on since uh, Barbara Boxer wasn't grotesque-looking. Yeah, it, uh, from my perspective, uh, you're right. It's probably been going on for 40 years, but it accelerated in the year 2000 uh, when Republicans and Democrats came together and they offered China basically most favored nation status in terms of their trade relationships with the United States and said, hey, let's invite China into the World Trade Organization and then they'll become more like us. Uh, I don't know if it was by accident or insight or whatever, but that was probably my best vote in Congress when I said no. Uh, China's a problem. They're a threat. Uh, you know, we can't let them do this to us. And for the last 22 years, they've been taking us to the cleaners. They've been stealing our intelligence. 
they've been in stealing our, you know, intellectual property. Uh, we've never had fair trade practices uh, with us. And more recently, they've, they're now emboldened. Uh, and that's why we really lay at the feet of the Chinese Communist Party this whole COVID uh, pandemic. So this is something that I, I, I think um, people need to talk about. I think that politicians pander and they don't want to get in the weeds a little bit. But you have to, because within that vote of most favored nation, that means they can do anything and we have virtually no repercussion. So, this, you know, I hate terms like tariff. I'm a, I'm a capitalist. I don't want to tariff on anything. I'm a free trade guy. I don't even like fair trade. Whose idea of fair? Mine or squirrel hands in the studio? I like trade that is on equal terms. So real, I, I like trade equality, but not the kind of social equality, but the kind of that where the terms are the same. During the most favored, they've literally been enslaving their own people, growing the Chinese Communist Party, because they've been taking the money they're making and they're buying more politicians and more political favoritism. And it's not just here in America. They're actually working with our enemies other other enemies around the world and they're doing it very successfully and in fact when you and look at, at the at the game of risk that we're all playing and uh, uh we're losing and it's because they're winning oh absolutely and they are uh, our allies in europe are actually closer in bed with them than what we are they right. you know they're not really focused on national security those types of issues for them it's all about the almighty euro and they see China as a huge market, as a huge player. And if they've got to sell their soul to do business in China uh, in the short term, they'll do it. Now, I want to talk about your book, but, but I've been waiting to talk to somebody who's been in there and understands how this works. Because of what you just said, it's crucially important to understand how much of those countries are economically underwritten by the American worker. I mean, that's what we're really talking about. So we've got these countries that we're, we pretend are our allies, whether we be in NATO, whether we have an agreement, whatever the case is. We're underwriting all of that, that money because they're using the U.S. dollar. They're taking our money, and they're enriching China, they're enriching Russia, they're enriching all of these so-called enemies. But they're weakening America. I think that's the part. Why, why do so many politicians not focus on that? It's a hard discussion. Uh, you know, Donald Trump did. I mean, my job as the ambassador to the Netherlands was to go to the, go to the Dutch and tell them, hey, you promised to spend 2% on NATO. You better do it. Their response, especially from their media, is, Pete, why do we need to spend 2%? And it's kind of like, well, you promised. That's a start. Uh, and then they'd say, you know, hey, Pete, do you think the Russians are going to come across the border in tanks? You know, how stupid are you, Republicans, and you Trumpites? Uh, yeah. And then we talk about, uh, well, you know, it's really a bad idea. Dutch are, the Dutch are great with water, right? Uh, so they built and financed much of, much of Nord Stream 2, the gas pipeline from Russia to Germany. Yes. And, you know, Trump put sanctions on it. And I'd go to them and say, you know, don't build this. And they'd say, well, why not? And it's kind of like, we think it's a bad idea to become dependent on Russia for your you know, your natural uh, resources to become Russia, to become Russia, Russia dependent for your energy. And then they'd look at you and say, oh, you, you think the Russians are going to turn turn off the spigot? How stupid are you guys? Well, 
I think didn't they just turn off the spigot in the last yeah. 24 hours? Because they joined. Because they joined. Yes, yes, they did. So you yes. were you were once again right. But there's also something going on in the Netherlands that people need to understand, and I think Americans have this problem. We hear a government, and we think all the people are 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 one minded. They're in the they're in the middle of a big conflict. In fact, they have farmers spraying them down with fecal, also known as Durban. Yeah, no, the. Uh... That's exactly right. Uh, you know, the the Dutch, the elites, and you're right, uh, the elites are very different than the grassroots all around the world. Just like they are here in the United States, uh, they, you know, they have the same problems in Europe. They've had them under better control. But, you know, the Dutch have put in place, um, they've put in place rules and regulations that will take 30 to 50 percent of their agricultural businesses and shut them down. And the Dutch are somewhere around the second, third, fourth largest ag exporter in the world. Right. For 17 million people, they are an agricultural powerhouse, and their government, following EU regulations, are threatening to shut down the livelihood of, let's say, 40% of their farmers. And you bet. Their farmers are angry because it's bureaucrats in their Hague or in Brussels saying, shut it, shut down. Yeah. None of the bureaucrats will lose their jobs. Uh, but these folks now have to think about if they're not successful in protesting, they're going to have to think about where do we go now to make a living? What are we going to do with our families? It, are, they uh, calling it's it awful. The, are they calling it the Green New Deal or have they given it another fancy name? Because that's what they're using. They're using the climate agenda as a weapon against the people, which is exactly what my government is threatening to do. But yet there's one government that never does that, and it's the one you wrote the book on. The only successful yep. country, because if you speak against them, you end up dead or you disappeared. And instead of a resistance of that by American politicians, they seem to want to mimic it. Am I missing something? No, you're not missing much at all, and the Chinese are much more dangerous than an economic and a you know an economic threat to us. They are a national security threat. In our book, uh, you know, the CCP at war with America. What what we've done is we went back and we analyzed COVID. The best we've gotten from our government for 18 months was well, you know, this all developed naturally. And as a matter of fact, do you want to even talk about this coming out of a lab? We're going to shut you down. We're going to get social media to shut you down. Um, and we went, and then after 18 months, finally our government came back and said, you know, we really don't know where this came from. Well, in reality, if you take a hard look at it, uh, you can figure this out relatively quickly. China right. has stated clearly, we want to replace and destroy the United States of America. All of the circumstantial evidence points to this virus coming out of the Wuhan lab, where we know that they were doing gain-of-function research, some of, which was, some of which was funded by the United States of America. And then we have the indisputable fact that as they were locking down Wuhan, they were sending Chinese individuals and allowing them to travel internationally when they knew that this virus easily spread from human to human, even though the World Health Organization and the Chinese government said, now there's really not much threat. You can't spread it uh, from human to humans. The Chinese systematically spread this virus globally uh, to undercut Europe 
and the United States. That's not good. And in fact, um, that's what we all suspected. They weaponized the virus. But here's the other problem I have with it. It's not just the Chinese that assisted in this. Pfizer in 2009 opened up a research and development lab in Wuhan. Fauci used the front organization, what is this, Pete Dazak or whatever the hell that moron's name is. Yep. And was investing in this for what we can trace back at least six years. Who benefited the most from this was clearly China. Secondly, collectivists here in America and corporatists. So there's a lot of people in this stew. None of it's good. And yet my representatives, I think it's because you left office as as a representative, just fell into the mafia of cultism, of safety, and stripped away the principles of America that my ancestors came here and fought and died for and so many others. How in the world do you go back and get it now? When you gave it away, and I'm talking specifically about Americanism and the liberty that each citizen is supposed to have, when now I've got a 400-pound slob pretending to be governor talking to me about health and happiness. It's it's preposterous. It is preposterous, and uh, it's frightening the the roar of silence from our politicians. There is no one taking this up in one, maybe a few, Senator Cotton, uh, Representative Jim Jordan, and a few of them, but... You know, overwhelmingly, there should be, you know, a full China press in Congress saying, how do we save America? China's at war with us. How do we respond to China being at war with us? And right now, it's pure silence. And in the coming, what, days or weeks, uh, Biden may lift uh, the tariffs on solar panels. He's shipping them our (laughs) oil out of the Strategic (laughs) Reserve Fund. He should go to prison for that. I mean, somehow, yeah. It's strategic, not for them, for us. But here, it does answer for Americans. It does answer why you'd give that family $31 million, though, doesn't it, Pete? I mean, what we really have here is a pay to play scheme. And remember, I'm from Chicago. We perfected the pay to play scheme. China's getting. I did a lot of business in Chicago. I know how it works. The one thing you you could always say about Chicago versus other cities, when you paid to play, at least at least it worked. <laughs> there were a lot of cities where you had to pay to play, where it, the work never got done. Exactly. But here, but, like like, let's talk about what I want to talk about now. Is it explains why China gave him thirty one million? Now you, as a congressman, regardless of what you may think, because we may disagree on the ultimate conclusion. Have you ever heard of the American government just blindly sending $60 billion in actual credit? We didn't send weapons. We sent money. And now I got Ukrainian lobbyists have tripled, and their pockets are full, and they're back here buying politicians. Uh, would you have done that if you were in Congress? You know, the, uh, it's a hard one. Uh, I've been to Ukraine. I, I know the people, but I also know that the... Uh, you know, Ukraine was, it's, it's a cesspool, it's corruption. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the thing that we missed here is if we'd been tough with Russia in the first place, they would never have done this. They right. realized that they could get away with it. And we ended up pouring 60 billion into it right now. And there's going to be more. And we're now at the point where it appears that the Ukrainians may actually lose. They already Continue lost, in lose. my opinion. I mean, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm getting news from other countries. But here's the other thing that, that Trump did. Trump did not 
want to give Ukraine money because he knew about the corruption in Ukraine. And he also knew that Ukrainian was run by an oligarch named Ihor Kolomoisky. He's the one who owned the oil company and the rest of it. But they were at war with their own people. Why do no politicians in this country talk about the civil war in Ukraine that went on since 2015 and the breaking of the Minsk Accord? Why don't we talk about yeah. that? Again, it gets to be too complicated. Oh, Our politicians Pete. like to keep it very, very simple uh, in those types of things. It's why, you know, I hope, uh, you know, your listeners go out, they take a look at our book and understand, you know, CCP at war, uh, and they will get an understanding of how these other, how ruthless these other countries are, and they don't care that a million Americans have died, and who knows how many Chinese have died. Life doesn't matter to them. It's the end goal of dominating the planet uh, and undercutting freedoms for the rest of us. And we've got to face that or we're in huge trouble, whether it's in Ukraine, whether it's in Europe or whether it's right here in the United States. Yeah, because you could put that you could put that right on the Democrat mafia as well. Pete, I could talk to you for for hours. I've so enjoyed it. The name of the new book is Invite me back. You are invited. You have an open invitation. All right. The CCP okay. is at war with America. You can get it on Amazon. Is there any place that you want them to go? Uh, they can go just look at the CCP at war uh, and ccpatwar.com, and uh, they'll be able to get the book right there. Truly enjoyed it, Pete. Thank you. All right. Hey, thank you, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest of the nation and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Nice. Aerosmith, aren't they the one that has, uh, dude looks like a lady? The Obama year. Uh. Let's go to Jim in Lake Forest. Beautiful area. Hey, Sean, how are you doing? Good, Jim. How hey, are you? I want to key off of what your last guest was talking about. About two years ago, I read a book that was written by two colonels in the Chinese Army. It was written in 1999. It was called Unrestricted Warfare. And basically what they were talking about is that the next war would not be fought with bullets, guns, rockets, and everything else. It's going to be economic, biological, everything else. Oh, there's a lot of trees in Lake Forest. We're breaking up. we got a bad connection. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You know what? Are you by Mr. T's neighbor uh, 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 address? You run by him. He's got no trees. Cut them all down. Move the Lake Forest. Cut the trees down. My favorite story ever. Jim, I'm sorry, babe. we got a terrible connection. But... His point is very well taken. This was my problem all along. Barbara Boxer, 20 years with a Chinese spy as a driver. He didn't hear much. Maybe explains why her husband, Richard Bloom, may he burn in hell. Invested tens of millions with Chinese companies. Then you've got Swalwell, you know, the farter on TV, national TV, sleeping with Matahari, the Chinese spy. How many other Chinese interactions with Paul Pelosi? Not to mention BlackRock. The government gives BlackRock trillions, not billions, trillions, and they're invested in Chinese companies. Blackstone, ooh, another Blackstone, also invested. Goldman Sachs, Wall Street, interwoven with the Chinese Communist Party and their success, will they assure 
our collapse, our economic suicide. What do you want to call this economy? What do you want to call it when you put in a political whore like Joe Biden, who's been openly bribed by China, by Ukraine, by Russia? Openly bribed. He became a multimillionaire on it. Because we, the American people, have been too busy walking around with our entitled arrogance, thinking that we were always going to be represented instead of ruled, even as they called themselves leaders. They're not leaders, they're representatives. We are the leaders. The only restraints aren't to be on you or a company because you don't, they don't like your political belief. It's to be on them. $60 billion to Ukraine. And they tripled their lobbyists. Why? Because they're bribing more politicians to get more money. It's the snake eating its tail, or as it's formerly known, American foreign policy and economics. Well, now the snake has ate itself to death. What are you going to do about it? Sharon, DuPage County. Hi. Hi, Sean. Uh, I want to add on to what your uh, last uh, phone guest was saying about the book, The Unrestricted Warfare. Yes. We, you know, Lake Forest, it, it was, we couldn't hear him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I actually, um, that book was actually written in 1999 as they were coming up to the 50th anniversary of the CCP. Mm-hmm. Uh, the founding of it, and um, interesting background. I, I read an article written by um, um, a person who had some naval background, naval academy background. That book was written. It was a Chinese, you know, Chinese written book, and the naval, the U.S. Naval Academy, got permission to have it translated into English. And this person, who apparently had some involvement or had read it, wrote an article about it in 1999 and said the U.S., uh, China is at war with the U.S., and we don't even know it. And it oh, you know, laid I, out, as you said, all the different aspects and everything. And did, I could not believe it. I said, this country, we would never allow it. Well, gradually, of course, Clinton let them into the WTO, and you could see exactly. everything. That, uh, Clinton was the push that did it, because they've always, yep. listen, have they bribed the Republicans? We'll take a look at, uh, at Mitch well, McConnell. Okay. Take a look at that yeah, old lady-faced... Exactly joke of a man and then look at his wife who is lovely and the shipping heiress yes. of one of the highest communist party members daughter yep. that's who she it's is both sides. they own both sides. both sides and you know sharon it's now, an interesting thing did you ever notice um i don't know i stumbled across it right after high school it was justin trudeau's father justin trudeau's father was a communist sympathizer and oh, would yeah. go back yeah. and forth between canada and uh, and China back and forth. He loved it. They must have gave him those foot robs with the ending and everything. And he kept bringing American businessmen who were doing business in China from Wall Street. And then he would bring the politicians. And then he started writing the admiration. And look at what happened. So you once again, you have to thank the like mindedness of the ideological Marxist, the ideological dictator. This is what they want. This is what they admire because they think themselves in that upper echelon. And they look at you and they look at Kip and they look at Rich and they look at Squirrel Hands and Honey Bunny as just useless human humanity. Yeah. You're not in we're, that upper echelon. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not from that now, you're not from that ideological hierarchy. And this exactly. is the problem. And the idea that you have sitting Congress people sitting today that are bribed from the communists is outrageous if this country you know how many millions of men we sent to kill 
and die so mm-hmm. for socialists, yep. fighting socialists and communism. Now they're bribing our, our representatives. That's the problem. Thank you very much, Sharon, for the call. It's just normal now, right? It's normal to be lectured to by a punk like Adam Kinzinger. Who are you talking to, punk? You don't talk down to me. You better get on your hands and knees and hope I don't hear slap the taste out of your mouth. Let alone, I want to know who bribed you. I want to know who lobbied you. I want to know who gave your PAC money. I think it's Chinese communists, and I think it's oligarchs from Ukraine. In fact, I think you're a traitor. And what you do when you go on and you talk about the, 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 the obvious political who are bought and paid for president as if he's good instead of railing against every policy you just are protecting your own investment you corrupt bastard rich indian head park oh sean uh got a few quick things uh to ask you um when they were interviewing kinzinger they asked him about uh they asked him about uh, why uh cipollone didn't uh say anything about uh Cassidy uh, Hutchinson's statement, whether it was true or not. And he turned around and said, well, we didn't want to uh, ask him questions about uh, uh, people that uh, were talking about other things. Well, she's the one that brought up his name. She brought up his name. So why didn't they ask him, is that true or not? Because it doesn't have to be true. We, the people, are financing this joke called the January 6th Committee, and they don't want to look into the bribery that Joe Biden and his family got from a country we just gave $60 billion, let alone the Chinese. They're looking into this phony insurrection. And if they're, believe me, <laughs> this is about supporting the lie. That Number one, that was an insurrection. But number two, that, Joe Biden, more of it tomorrow. Is, that Joe Biden is legitimate. Joe Biden is an illegitimate political whore who usurped the office through trickery and, and, and voter fraud. That's why they got to keep their foot on the gas. Otherwise, you'll recognize where the car came from. It came from the original insurrection, which didn't have to do with any citizens storming the Capitol. It had to do with the political underbelly, the mafia stealing the election. Kip, Stillman Valley. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Listen, I want to get to the, our energy corruption here in the state of Illinois. Love it. What? Well, listen, man, I paid more for energy two years ago than I did today, but why? They got this new thing called the Carbon-Free Energy Resource Adjustment, and it says a negative number on it. What'd you do? Did you buy a solar panel for $50,000? what would you do? Well, no, nothing like that at all. I'm still paying the same amount for my energy source. It's just this thing within the taxes and fees, which is corrupt. Is that well, where subs- they're, they're sh- shuffling all the money through all the corruption in Illinois freaking Think about energy this. sources? Think about this. As we sit here on the phone, apparently the government is looking into two notable gangsters named Mike Madigan and that fat pig Eddie Burke with his slick back hair and his big pinstripe suit. And the allegation is they were bribing or they were, they were shaking down ComEd for decades. And ComEd not only walks from bribing these two political whores, rather than going to the, 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 the FBI and saying, hey, we're getting shaken down by these two half-assed gangsters in Chicago. No, no, no. They bribed them. They put on the ghost job dummies. They did all the things that they wanted to do. And ComEd not only walks, but have, has the underbelly, the Democrat mafia in the state, 
approve a massive rate increase. And why? Because it's subsidized from the federal government. Why wouldn't you prosecute both sides of that crime? Instead, you're just going to pretend to prosecute Democrats that never seem to go to trial. That's the Chicago way, baby. And that's legitimized corruption. And when it comes to fines, who pays the fine? Kip in Stillman Valley or the subsidy that covers his bill. One of them pays it. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Man, oh man, what a great year to be an enemy of America. I mean, it's phenomenal. If you are any higher tyrant from some third world hellhole, you're raking it in. The profits are staggering. Staggering. Take a look at uh, the way in which those corrupt countries that bribed both Joe Biden and some Republicans, how they're, they're really raking it in. But one sticks in my shoe like a stone. Those inbred morons walking around with tablecloths from my Uncle Charlie's Pizzeria. Those Saudi Arabian bastards mutilating their women and destroying, really, American tranquility and making trillions, not billions anymore. The, the, the company in the world with the most wealth is Aramco. Aramco, what the hell is that? That's that inbred Saudi Arabian family's oil company. It's astonishing to me that uh, since Joe Biden has taken office, the price of a barrel of oil is up 310%. 300% prior to Joe Biden paying off the bribery to Ukraine and the Russian-Ukrainian war with our proxy. 10% after. Aramico could not go public until Joe Biden took office because the price of oil was so low they were negative. And they've never shown their actual paperwork. Never. So it is a, a, uh, a corrupt institution of price-fixing world oil. That is Saudi Arabia. What is the Democrats' solution? Let's make them richer. Isn't that right, stupid? There are risks for the president politically to go to Saudi Arabia with an expectation among the public that maybe there will be a specific deliverable when it comes to gas prices and so forth and supply. What is the burden on the president to come home with something in that category? Now, before he answers, Jake Sullivan, right out of college, went to work for the CIA. CIA has been destroying American prosperity for 75 years. Oh, but you have. You don't fool me. And what you've done through your economic warfare to just third world countries in South America let alone how you've enriched these inbred bastards in the Middle East, the ones that are trying to destroy American soldiers and the rest of it, or even worse, using America to fight their proxy wars in Syria. I still want some clarification on that, Jake Sullivan. And why do you look so weird? You look very weird to me, like an Oak Park girl. You look silly. Well, I, it's up to you to characterize things like burdens on the president. What I can say is what the president intends to do. He intends to use every tool in his toolbox to try to create adequate... He doesn't have a toolbox. He's got a wet diapy. He's got socks that are moist. He can't figure out why. What toolbox, dummy? You've been talking about the toolbox for the last 300% rise in oil prices, you idiot. 
with global energy supplies and to bring the price of gas down for American working families at the pump. And that will be measured over time. Can we get that price down and can we keep it down? And I don't think it's going to be measured on Friday or Saturday of this week. I think it will be measured over the weeks and months to come. And there we will sustain intensive engagement in our effort to ensure that at the end of the day, um, we're having a positive impact on the price. That's 20 seconds of nothing. I mean, at least Kamala Harris, you know, she's good for a lunch date. This is actual nothing. You've been saying nothing for the last year and a half. Nothing. And in the meantime, the quality of life in this country is sinking. And you have nothing. And then if that's not bad enough, sideshow Bob. She's the spokes idiot for the dumbest White House in American history. What does she have to say? What was the president's response to a new poll from the New York Times today showing that 64% of Democrats say that they would prefer a different candidate in 2024? And um, I would also say from that very same poll, um, there were 92% of uh, Democrats who uh, support this president as well. 92% support this dimwit with his man boobs and his bicycle helmet on. 92%. Because they're not interested in prosperity or principles they're interested in getting in the mafia if they're not already in it they're interested in something for nothing doctors lawyers interested in not paying their tuition because they have to buy their trophy wife's implants getting sick of a scam let's at least call it what it is a mafia from the streets of melrose park to the trading floor of the merc he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned and now With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. talking uh, during the break, Honey Bunny and myself. Honey Bunny, you don't mind if I tell this story, do you? So Honey Bunny has a nephew who was born, how, how premature was he, Honey Bunny? 20, 25 weeks. He weighed one pound, one ounce. Honey Bunny, for the first time, got to babysit her nephew and hold him because he's now 10 pounds. And he's still, you know, he's a pre, he was a preemie, so it's a lot of work. So Honey Bunny didn't get a lot of sleep. And I was reflecting on to when I had my kids and the whole process of it and the ultrasound and the rest of it. This isn't something that I just stumbled on, however. I was young the first time I heard the word abortion. And I said, well, gee, what is that? And then they tell you it's about murdering the baby. So as you see these imbeciles, imbeciles, promote the idea that they should be able to murder their baby rather than understand what that is. It shows you that America is in its intellectual infancy. Morons. Absolute, absolute morons. What she was heard saying there is, we love killing babies. To watch these scum 
most of whom couldn't get knocked up if it wasn't for Viagra, half of them would soften cucumbers. And here they are talking about how righteous it is to kill a baby. It's a shame. I blame men. I mean, have you no standards? I was always very picky before I got married. Is there anybody out there that would knock up these roaches? So this is the summer of rage. I wanted to bring on Douglas Blair, who is the news producer for the Daily Signal. He's also the co-host of the Daily Signal podcast. And he went to the summer of rage. What did you see, Douglas? Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me on. But I think that clip speaks for itself, right? I recorded that clip at this protest. It was a uh, pro-abortion protester screaming that they love killing babies. And I take them at their word. I don't think that they're trying to cover up how they feel about the death of the unborn. I think that they view this as an act of liberation, is is to kill babies, is to end the life in the womb, because they think it's their right to do so. I think that this is exactly what we should be showing to every American if they're curious about where the the pro-abortion left stands. And in fact, I had had a clip of Margaret Sanger um, when Mike Wallace's father was doing cigarette ads. And um, she comes on and says... The, this there are certain people that should never have babies, and she thinks it's the greatest sin on life. And 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 you know it's we've been allowing them to hide behind a word, to hide behind some sort of a pretend right where they get to kill their babies and not be charged with a crime. And men men are, in my opinion, are culpable for this. As we listen to late night TV hosts who don't want to pay, they make sixteen million a year. They don't want to pay for their own kids' hospital bill, like Jimmy Kimmel, and these scum. Agreed scum human beings say oh men shouldn't do anything well to me when i was growing up men never would sit by and let an injustice happen ever i was lucky enough to grow up when men were men and to see this happen when obviously it is a it is a signal of growth of the intellectual human being to say well of course that's a child you can't kill it so now that we're dealing with this kind of scum what i've learned about democrats is they're normally cheap whores has there been a policy floated to just buy them from the scourge called their mothers for just 30 grand, which is what they want, the free, free year of college? Can't we just buy them from these dirty rats? I mean, the thing that I think is so fascinating is that, again, when the response that comes from the pro-life right is that we will adopt your babies, they say, absolutely not, it's still my right to murder it. Yes. Want the baby to survive. They don't want that to be the case. They don't believe that life is valuable. What they believe is that their individual liberty to murder a child, to murder a baby, should supersede the right uh, to life of the baby. Because again, all we're saying is that we should have the, the culture of life, that we should build these networks where people feel like they are supported. They should be able to have the resources that they need to deliver the child safely. But the left says, no, I don't care about that. I just want to kill it. I just want that baby dead. It's an astonishing thing, Douglas, because uh, you know I've been paying attention to politics as long as I can remember, literally. And um, there's always been a strife in, in American politics, as there should be, between despots and those people who want to be free. This is something you see. But there was always an understanding that your rights end where my rights begin. And the argument is, where is my circle of liberty and how much do you get to infringe it? But the notion that the most defenseless example of humanity in the world somehow doesn't have any really tells you you're not going to agree with people who are willing to kill their own kids. I think it's the greatest evil in, in, in humanity. Why even communicate with them on the nuances of, of uh, Keynesian economics? Why not just say the states that are run and inhabited by these roaches, 
You do what you want to do. I mean, isn't that, after all, what they're all mad about? Nobody ended them killing their babies. You just have to go to a, a ghetto where the Democrat philosophy is in power. Right. And I mean, that's the thing that's so crazy about it, too, is that I would hear these protesters say abortion is now illegal. Well, no, abortion is not illegal. As you mentioned, there are still states like California, New York and my home state of Oregon that are continually uh, going to allow people to murder their babies. But there are states in the South and places that respect life. They're going to allow, you know, life to thrive. They're going to allow the babies to live. So it's weird because they don't seem to think that it's okay to just have it in their own state. They must spread this messaging out to the other places that don't want it. But when it comes to things that we believe are, are important and dear, such as life, such as the right to defend yourself, such as, you know, the right to be able to make your own decisions with your own children, they say, no, 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 it has to be just the way that we want it. California must reign supreme over the other 49 states in the union. And when we say, no, well, life should survive, they say, well, you're infringing on the women's rights to choose. It's despicable. We've got thousands of hours of clips of doctors, doctors who ideologically really didn't have a strong pro-life position before they became doctors, doctors who see unequivocal life, unequivocal humanity in human beings that just happen to still be in the body of their host. Why is it that they refuse to even talk about this position as we've made these massive advancements in ultrasound and doctors testifying what it's like to actually perform a murder on a defenseless baby? The way that they view this is that the radical left has indoctrinated this ideology into people that they don't even think about it. I remember very distinctly at this protest I attended on Saturday, there was a pro-life Christian who was going around and asking the protesters, how, do you, how can you live with yourself knowing that this thing is alive, knowing that it's a human baby? You can look at it, you can see the pictures, we have video evidence, we have the scientific evidence. Doctors now who are not cowed into submission by the left will acknowledge it's a human life. And the response was never, I don't think about it. The response was just righteous indignation about how this was a man he didn't understand and how he yeah. should shut up and he should go away. That's how they do it. They and don't how, try to justify it. It's, it, it, it. it's an infuriating, infuriating topic, but it's also an indication that when you cannot reason with the, the unreasonable to this level where they're unwilling to admit that is a person, how are we ever going to make advances on the other topics that they're dead wrong on. Uh, isn't this really uh, more of a reason why, instead of promoting this, let's all kumbaya, just give them the Democrat areas and let's have a final vote on which states are run by the mafia and which ones are America? Well, this is why I think that it's, it's, I understand the tendency to want to do that, but I do think that the culture of life that we have cultivated in this country for the last 50 years is starting to make headway. The reason I go out to those protests isn't to get the scoop on these crazy people, although it's very funny to watch them do this. The reason I go out there is to show the Americans who don't know, who aren't aware of what the radical left stands for, I show them 100% clarity, this is what it is. You think abortion is about a woman's right to choose? No, it is about the woman's right to murder a baby. If you think you have that right, I don't think so either. And all of these people start to wake up and recognize that what they've been told 
by the radical left isn't true. It's a lie. And we can, we can win on that, on that campaign. We can show people that this is the truth, that life matters. Life is valuable. And if they see that the radical left is just doing this, openly admitting it's about murdering babies, yeah, that doesn't fly. Have, have many of the, um, the women that are doing this made the correlation of, of the, the disvalue, for lack of a better term, of life that Democrats have when they look, it really does make sense. I mean, it, it, if they don't care about the babies that are being slaughtered, 65 million is the baseline. If they don't care about those babies, it does explain why they could care less if 2,000 people get shot in New York or Chicago or L.A. or what the, the, the death rate is and how many murderers you let out on the street. I mean, they're really not big on prosecuting murderers anyway. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, they don't, again, Democrats don't give a damn about any of these things because they want power and they want the power over you. They want the power over life. As in Chicago, they're not going to do that. But you are absolutely correct that this is something that we need to address and we need to dictate our terms to the left and say, you're not going to get away with pretending you are the party of life anymore. The conservative movement is the party of life. It is the movement that is dedicated to saving not just the black guy in Chicago that got shot last weekend because Mayor Lori Lightfoot doesn't care, but we're also dedicated to saving the life in the womb that you are dedicated to destroying and to killing. I don't, um, I don't use religion as a shield. I just choose not to do that. I keep my beliefs pretty private, and I think everyone should. I sent my kids to parochial schools. It was in those schools that were parochial schools that there was an acceptance, although not tremendously vocal, but also not railed against by historic Catholicism, where they were accepting of this. We see that this particular pope, who I believe religion is, is, is irrelevant, he is clearly a, a, a collectivist, he's clearly a, a Marxist, uh, talk about how great these politicians were who, who the vast majority of their career, one of the, the, the pillars of it was uh, to kill babies. You saw mm-hmm. him give uh, confession or, or the host to Nancy Pelosi. Um, mm-hmm. Isn't this organized religion's fault too because they didn't have the fortitude to stand on principles and they were more interested in enriching their trillion-dollar scams? I think that you're making a really great point, and I want to expand that out actually to conservatism as a whole. I had a great conversation with a friend of mine, and he turns to me and he says, what have conservatives conserved in the last generation? And it was a very difficult question to answer because we haven't done a good job of standing our ground against the radical left. You want to know how the radical left infiltrated the schools, infiltrated government, infiltrated big business? Because we let them. This is the wake-up call. We can win if we fight back. If we make a concerted effort to stand against the radical left, we get things like Dobbs where we return abortion to the American people and we expose the radical left, and so Americans start to say abortion should go away. But we need to actually fight back. We need to conserve what is valuable and what matters in this country against a radical left that hates it. America will not survive rule by the radical left. It just cannot. They don't believe that it's worth it. They believe that it's racist, it's bigoted, and they hate women and get all of these things. But if we fight back, there is a chance that we can do it. So I just, again, I think your, your, your observation of organized religion is absolutely accurate. I think we need to expand it further and say, look, 
this is what happens when you let them win. You get cities like Portland, you get cities like yeah. Seattle, L.A., San Francisco. That's it. You don't want that. There's something else you can do, and I've tried it in my own little world, is that I will never give one penny to organized religion. And in those rare instances where I've been dragged to the events and they, uh, they come up or they pass the plate, I tell them they're lucky I don't take the money. And that seems to send a message. I think you should maybe look at that you know, uh, for your next uh, article. His name is Douglas Blair. He is the news producer for The Daily Signal. He's also the co-host of The Daily Signal podcast. And I want to thank you for coming on to tell us what you saw at the Summer of Rage, which how do you confuse that with the Summer of Joy? Where, is there a, a lunch together? How do they work all this out? It's a crazy question, but I really appreciate you having me on, and I'm always happy to come and tell you yeah. about the next crazy protest that we Thank do. you very much. I, so, I truly appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is The Sean Thompson Show. Where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, when you see these kids out there, you realize they're the same idiots that are chanting to be slaves to a government, promoting socialism, collectivism, slavery of the citizens you realize where it all went wrong it went wrong in schools and that brings us back to the leader of specter spectra is it specter or spectra look up james bond crime family because i'm pretty sure this is the guy they based it on what is particularly important is the educational system uh, we have to change the educational system which is still very much anchored even in the 19th century uh, we have to adapt it to the need to change continuously, for example, jobs. So the new education system about? has not only been aiming at uh, developing digital capabilities, and I should add ethical norms, but it also has to be based on a lifelong educational system. There he is, Klaus Schwab, leader of the Fourth Reich, Spectre. Areas, you will comply. It's phenomenal. That's five years ago. Look at what's happened. Exactly what that evil bastard wanted. Mark in Oaklawn. Sean, thanks for taking my call. I'll tell you, you are on fire today. Oh, thank you. Enjoy listening to you. You know, I, I really have a, a new respect for you when you told your story about how, uh, uh, you know, you, you know, you. You grew up and, and uh, your your mother, uh, she couldn't make the rent. And you went out and hustled to wash some guy's cars for 40 bucks and, and yeah. raised the rent. He just and, died, uh, that guy, he, too. He just died. I just got, he died a little while. You yeah. got, you got some real character, Sean, oh. you know, and, and, uh, but, you know, I was going to say, you know, and, and I'll tell you, the, the bring, they have the, the subject of abortion on, you know, nobody ever wants to talk about it, but I, I, I tell you what. It's 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 a subject that needs to be talked about, and and you're willing to do it, and and I really think you make a great point about you know men being emasculated, and you know they, you know we live in a society of pleasure, 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 and what feels good it must be good, and 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 I'll tell you what, uh, uh, if people can embrace suffering a little bit and and put up with some stuff that's a little difficult in their lives, they they'd find some courage and they'd find some patience, you know, and. It's the yeah, only no, thing but, that, you know, it, to me, it's the only thing you should talk about, especially if you don't know somebody. 
because I grew up in a rough neighborhood. I know some bad caballeros. I don't know a one of them that would kill yeah. a baby. Not a one of them. Yeah. So when I meet yeah. somebody, let's figure out uh, how are we going to have this conversation. Number one, are you willing to kill your own kid? Which to me is worse than anything. So now what are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about economics? I'm going to talk, am I going to talk about the principles of liberty, freedom, of Americanism with somebody whose first principle is if I don't have the right timing, the right money, am in the right mood, I'm whacking my own kid. Now, do you think when we have that conversation, he gives a rip about my kid or my liberty or my freedom? He's willing to kill his own from the fruit of his loins or her, her own egg, her own baby. They're willing to kill it. This is not somebody you're going to reason with. So I think everybody should have that conversation. The line should be clearly drawn. That's what I like about Chicago. You know how the Democrat thinks he's willing to kill his own baby. You think he gives a rip about the 39 that were shot this weekend? He don't give a rip. So you're not going to reason with him. So you got to run. Once once you can justify killing a baby in your own own mind and you do it, you can justify anything. The human mind can rationalize anything. And I, no, I, I, I've been company. around some characters that rationalize some really bad things, and I'm dead serious. Yeah. There's one rule with those guys. You don't touch the kids. And look at what we're fighting about. The biggest, arguably the biggest uh, issue in society, in American society today, is you've got millions of these people. Millions. And the other thing I, I, I find astonishing, they, they like when other people kill the baby, and they call them doctors. You're not a doctor. You're a baby murderer. Thank you very much, Mark. Doctor, aren't you sworn to never do harm? You're ripping the kid apart. Squirrel Hands doesn't like when I play the clip, so I won't play it. But you're lucky. John in Chicago. Hi, Sean. Thanks for for talking about everything. Thank you. But I have to not exactly disagree, but uh, about the splitting up of the states. Yeah. Uh, I think the left is... So they are totally corrupt and incompetent, but they're not entirely stupid. And the reason I say that is because no. I, I don't think they, they will allow us. I don't think they'll let us uh, split up from them. Well, because not, we pay for they're everything. Not, they're not, not only, they're not, we, not only are you so right, the system is set up where they can use the extortion rackets in government, occupied by all Democrats, as weapons against their ideological opponents. So it's set up perfectly. Because if you're very wealthy, but you're in the Democrat mafia, you don't pay what you're supposed to pay. You pay, the other guys pay that. So now you've got the subsidized businesses and the corporatism. It's the perfect scheme, John. That's why you must split up. Because under this particular government, who rises to the top? The most obvious pay-to-play political whore in American political history. That's Joe Biden. The most and obvious, I, even kids can see it, what he is. Living in DuPont mansions, living in multi-million dollar real estate holdings all over the country. Brothers, son, crack but, smoker, 31 million. Come on, they all know it. And uh, Thoroughly he, corrupt and no. incompetent. I don't want, it's like my God, cigar store, John. Not, Biden voters pardon? keep out. That's how I run my life, John. That's how I want everyone to, to run it. Stay away from these bastards. You'll be much happier in the end. I'll be back after this. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. 
You know, one thing's for sure. There's good and there is evil. I don't have to get all pulled off into two birds and two mosquitoes and the rest of it. It's that simple. There's good and there's evil. The problem is when you normalize evil, when you go along with it. Whether to be popular, I don't know what it is, to avoid the uncomfortable argument of looking somebody in the eye, which, by the way, I love, and saying, you're a moron. What the hell is wrong with you? And then there's the fact of our own objective reality. We all know things now. It isn't 1910 anymore. We have actual science, not that phony science called climate change, but actual science, in particular when we discuss this issue. Anybody ever look at an ultrasound? Anybody ever read anything about the surgeries that are done in the womb? Remember Ben Carson? How about Lisa in Chicago, who is a neonatal nurse for 35 years? Hi, Lisa. Hi, Sean. So your whole day for 35 years is about taking care of babies (laughs) that are in the womb. Correct. Well, born, born, but yes, at all different ages, yes. That some were supposed to be in the in the womb. In fact, I have a friend of mine who has a son that's in his late twenties, and back then it was very rare for a premature mm-hmm. baby to to make it. Oh yeah, when I started neonatal nursing back in 1987, having a a 32 weeker, a 29 weeker was like a big deal, and now they do so so great, and you know we're saving smaller and smaller babies. Um, I called because I'm glad you're talking about this. I really wish people would educate themselves. And I challenge everybody to look at the science. We're always told, look at the science with COVID. Look at the science with, you know, global warming. Well, I really wish people would look at the science with fetal development and anatomy and physiology. And it's, you know, you can find it very easily on the Internet. You know, babies in the womb, fetuses, they have more nerves, their central nervous system is so developed by about 15, 16 weeks. They have more experience, more pain than at any other time. And, you know, these are when, you know, we could be chopping these little babies up. Um, I think what really irritates me the most is that people don't really understand what abortion is. They think it's just you go in and they take out the, the fetus and that's it, but it's really brutal. And, I don't understand the double standard where we have fetal monitoring. When a woman goes into the hospital, we put them on the fetal monitor. We want to measure their amniotic fluid. We want to make sure the baby's healthy. But if the baby's not wanted, you know, they just Lisa, can, abort. And I don't understand. Can, yeah, that's the part I, 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 I'm astonished. I was lucky. I had good women around my life, always. And the bond mm-hmm. between mothers and especially young babies and you see it when mothers what's it like when their baby is premature how stressed are they how how can some oh women, my god yeah how can some mm-hmm. women just shut off that maternal instinct and just say kill it because i don't well, like my check account balance i, I it's yeah it's truly a, ju- a character a revealer yeah I think in this day and age, too, you know, you hear it's just a clump of cells. Well, clearly, when you get to a certain age, it's not. And what I was telling your your screener, I was really upset a couple weeks ago. I was in Colorado for a national nursing convention, and it's a huge, huge organization of women's health, obstetric, and neonatal nurses. I just recently joined this group. 
right. and now I'm kind of um, having regrets that I did because abortion was spent in front of her. And these are obstetric nurses. Who are, are saving babies. Lobbying, and they are so pro-choice. Oh. There was one woman that got up and actually took out a piece of paper. This is a nurse. Started reading what an advocate is. And then at the end of her little speech, she, she literally said, so if you're not going to be an advocate for women's health, why the hell are you a nurse? I, I couldn't what believe that this is a nurse. Yeah, what a moron. What a moron. Right. I grew up I with some of the it. most ruthless, feared in book bookmakers, loan shark, knuckle breakers, gangsters. Mm-hmm. I don't know one that would have hurt a kid. Not mm-hmm. one. It is a certain kind right. of evil, Lisa. And distance yourself from it. Distance. You don't need it. You've been 35 well, one, years. You don't need other, this stupid thing. Right. And another point I wanted to make is, you know, all these politicians in Hollywood and all these pro-choice people that have no idea what we're really they're doing to these, these poor babies, you know, they're not getting offered services for post-traumatic stress after these women have these these abortions. And I try not to judge people. And I try to say, I hate the sinner. I hate the sin, not the sinner. But these poor women, a lot of them go on to have post-traumatic stress, guilt. And why would they have guilt? Hmm, I wonder why. Yeah, because they know they killed somebody, the the picture of innocence. Yeah. And nobody, nobody sets them up after they have these abortions for, for that kind of counseling. And then they're on their own to try to go find help. And it's really Sad. And so, one of the most beautiful things in humanity, as far as I'm concerned, is to watch the mother, your wife or whatever, it's a stranger, your sister, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Watch that mm-hmm. bond where at that moment there is nothing more important than that baby. And that is the beauty yeah, of baby, humanity, or, but specifically or... femininity. And that's what makes women yeah. so special, or at least that's what I thought it did. And now I've got these Oh, well, then I'm not even... That, I'm not even... <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you about one of the other panels that was up there. I got to listen to two transgender people talk about oh, their, yeah. their life and how, yeah. you know, how yeah. they're not treated well and blah, blah, blah. Really? So that was very Well, see, if it's any so consolation, Lisa, I've been cute. very judgmental in my life. <laughs> I, I don't hide from judgment. I love judgment. I've been identifying <laughs> ugly people of all genders. So for me, it's not really that uncommon when I see Rachel Levine. Uh, she just looks like your average ugly Democrat. Thank you very much, Lisa. Truly appreciate the call. Tom, Blue Island. Hey, Sean. Yes. Sean, to that great lady's point, uh, I've got a little sidetracked here, but the the reason they have the guilt is they know what they're doing, Sean. And that's why you're at the tip of the spear on this topic. And also, it's why you're at the tip of the spear on fighting these people. Too, for too long, we've dealt with these rhinos that just want to get along. Well, there is no getting along with them, especially when you, no. when you want to kill a little baby. And a, you think I want you at my table? And she's a great lady. No, really, I'm having a party, a family party. You think I want somebody sitting there that's willing to kill their kid? Get the hell out of here and take everybody who agrees with you. It's a much better life. I will not... Let them bring me or my family down. I will not let them translate that any more than I would accept the idea that the thing I love more than anything on earth, my own kids, would kill their kids. You think I'd promote that? You think I'd tell my kids, yeah, go ahead and do it? What the hell is wrong with people? What the hell is wrong with you? 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. 
He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Normal people don't want to kill their kids till college. Kidding. But that's really what you have to identify it for what it is. Murder. And your own. Your own kid. So what kind of an intellect would it take to justify it? Ooh, I know. I think I've got one. Just the kind of intellect to take on this issue. I, I do want to make sure that I understand clearly, though, what it means to say Roe is on the ballot this November. Because if, if it's not a practical thing to talk about eliminating, you know, blowing up the filibuster right now, then is it that you need Well, we just don't have that. But it's not, it's, a, it's not that it's a not... Listen, uh-huh. that is a legitimate conversation, okay. okay, about the filibuster. So that's, that's not what I mean to suggest. Okay. What I, what I am saying, however, is that given the current composition of the United States Senate, it's not going to happen. Got it. But you're not and, saying and you need won't 10 happen, more. And it, but, but, and it won't happen uh-huh. with this current configuration. And so then one must ask, well, how can the configuration change? Got and it. the response to that is through the election process. And then one might ask, uh-huh. well, when is the election taking place? And my response is within 130 days. Okay. See, there's another side effect of unwanted issues of sexual proclivity. You could become vice president. And then we have the other one. Why does she wear the babushka on her head, this Omar? Isn't the babushka on her head religious? Isn't she hiding her head from uh, Allah or Mohammed or something else? She's awful interested in killing the babies too, huh? Lastly, Congress can change the number of justices on the court at any time and has done so seven times throughout our history. I'm confused now. Is this the one that married her brother? I get him confused between the other one in Michigan, who I could hide a roll of quarters in her nostrils. Which one of the squad members? This is the one that married her brother, correct? I think it is. Since 1989, the last time the court was expanded, the U.S. population has grown by over 800%. So see, that's the problem population has grown and that brings me back to the original racist pig who started it all the mother of planned parenthood do you believe in sin when i say believe i don't mean and believe in committing sin do you believe there is such a thing as a as sin well, i think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world i think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world that's margaret sanger who spoke to the Ku Klux Klan. I think that, to be very honest with you, I, I do believe that we should have rightly believed, but we certainly believe that certain issues are just settled. Huh. We must learn from our history. At the National Democratic Convention in New York in 1924, it is estimated that at least 350 delegates were Klansmen. And we must teach our children our history. Because it is part of our history. That's true, dummy. Nooner. That have disease from their parents, that have no chance in the world to be a human being, practically. Delinquents. Now you know why they're in ghettos. Be back tomorrow. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night.